Welcome to the Covenant Community Kids Podcast, where siblings Genevieve and Jackie Jones talk with previous and current members of the Word of God and Sword of the Spirit Covenant communities. Today we have Rena Caldwell with us. Yay! Yay. How are you doing, Rena? Yeah, hey, I'm doing pretty okay. <laughs> Good. Very excited for this particular Sunday morning. Yeah. I was just talking to a friend <laughs> yesterday. I was like, just being a bum. And I was like, man, I should be doing more epic things with my life. And then the more I talk to people about it, the more I'm like, no, a lot of us have like, you know, plenty of days where we're just hanging out, being low-key, yeah. not sure how to like pop back out into the world. So. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Especially after COVID. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think this thing it happened. It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I think it may have affected me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just my little. friends, my life. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. we're so excited to have you here with us today. Um, do you mind if we just jump into a little bit of an intro? Yeah. No. Evie and I were just talking about how we would like to reiterate that um, these are all our own experiences that we're talking about. Um, we're not claiming to be experts on community history. Um, we are, you know, here to talk about our own experiences and we are experts on that. Um, and we, you know, would like to just keep hearing from other people about their positive or negative experiences with community yeah and that said mm -hmm. we do have a couple corrections that we would like to make <laughs> which i knew would happen <laughs> um it's all good so just a couple uh historical facts that we got wrong in the last couple episodes so the first is that I'm going to get it wrong again. <laughs> I believe that the Word of God started in 1968, not in the 70s, and that the Sword of the Spirit already existed um, mm -hmm. before the split, and the split was around the fact that some leaders of the Word of God wanted to join Sword of the Spirit and follow the direction it was going, and others did not. So that was sort of how the split happened with some people wanted to join this like separate group of covenant communities called the sword of the spirit and others didn't mm -hmm. so hopefully i got it right this time <laughs> um i think that's all for now mm -hmm. and we also just wanted to say thank you to everyone for listening and caring enough to let us know the mistakes we made and and to support us and you know um that i think that we got a lot more of that than we expected which was really cool yeah um it's so nice to hear from people like what you liked about it or uh you mm -hmm. know what you re what resonated with you we've been yeah. getting a lot of messages and it's it's really nice yeah. so yeah. thank you everybody. keep sharing it yeah. yeah and thank you to our guest today um what drew you to be on the podcast wow great question i kind of honestly like i was so excited that the two of you were doing it like i think if it was a different not <laughs> to put anyone else out there in the world down but um just the the, the times i have interacted with you um, over the years, I really appreciate your um, approach to like telling a story, and I know that that's like something that you have spent time learning about. And um, I know Evie, you know, had this like book that she was working on for a while. So I was like, wow, yeah. I can like, really trust this particular group. Um, they've had enough distance, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> and have also like, worked on their own, you know, like their own skills and abilities um, as like listeners and socially aware storytellers that like this could actually be a really great place to like see what happens I'm not really sure what I will say like I don't know <laughs> you know anything could happen and I think like so aside from that um a, a core thing for me was so I am gay and grew up as such in community and um mm -hmm. just felt so uh uh desperately well repressed and isolated mm -hmm. and i know i know that there are people in community like we know that there are people in community right now who are gay and who are yeah. to different degrees out to themselves like it took me a mm -hmm. lot to come out to myself fully yeah. even though you know i mean same thing but um yeah and we know that there's people who are in community and and just in different similar like organizations who are maybe very out to themselves and very 
struggling with that. And it's like, for me, it wasn't until years down the road that I started to one believe that like I had a girlfriend who I came out and like still like in my being believed that I was going to be very, very alone Hmm. by kind of putting this final nail in the coffin of separating myself from the covenant communities and revolving auxiliary groups like that kind of all support each other in a similar vein. Um, and it looks like, even though I knew that I was not going to be alone, it was like, so like repeatedly taught to me that like leaving and being different was like really, really bad, but it took a long time for me to believe it, that there's yeah. so much, like there is gay joy and it's not just yeah. like, they think they're happy, but they're not, you know, and, <laughs> and like just this brainwashing. <laughs> yeah. So I would just, I was like, man, if there's any opportunity for me to come back and, I'll probably say that any dozen more times. Um, if there's any opportunity for me to like go back and say to anyone who might hear this, who experienced the same thing uh, or is experiencing the same thing and is like looking or finds, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. yeah. finds it or someone who knows someone um, to have an opportunity to say, you're I'm like you're really not as alone as you think you are um and I wouldn't I five years ago three years ago four years ago would never have been able to receive that and certainly no one was like in a podcast telling me that yeah that's awesome I think that's, that's really yeah really cool of you to yeah. kind of recognize Gosh, that and like shoot. use your own vulnerability to provide what you needed for someone else yeah I think it's so wonderful of you and brave of you to, yeah, like you were saying, be that person that you know you could have used when when yeah. you were when you were going through it, um, and yeah, that's just really awesome. I'm really glad you're here and yeah. telling your story. Yeah. <laughs> and Rena, I just have to say too that, like when we were talking about, um, you know, having these thoughts and not being able to share them and growing up around each other and that feeling of like knowing for ourselves that we weren't alone back then I like have so many memories of hanging out with you as kids and like going to your birthday party and I was telling Jackie like you had the best Barbie collection (laughs) and that's like something I always think about (laughs) and I just it is so cool to be able to like connect with you now as adults and and remember like yeah like we both might have felt like we didn't fit in for different reasons but like we were there together and we were you know friends and like able to sort of be there for each other without even saying it so i think that's really yeah cool. point in case yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. yeah it's so funny i felt like so many other people had way cooler barbie barbie collections but my mom didn't like barbies because they weren't um brown she's yeah. like she always wanted me to have like brown hair brown eyed um dolls so i had like yeah. an Esther doll and she oh, had like yes. brown hair and brown eyes yeah Aww. so I had Esther and like maybe Ruth okay I think yeah. Esther among the Barbies oh, wow. <laughs> That's, yeah there were definitely yeah. not enough of those no. when we were kids yeah. 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 yeah yeah even still I think yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. well um if you don't mind kind of jumping into like a little bit of your history of like how you got involved with community um I know you mentioned your parents um, are, are in community. How did they get involved with that? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the story begins. Uh, so my dad uh, <laughs> is Cuban. It's like it goes kind of it goes kind of far back. And, and I think it is like, I do think it says a lot about community. But my dad uh, is Cuban, left Cuba at a very young age, family traveled around, and at some point he had some sort of a come to Jesus moment and sort of spiritual awakening. I believe when he was not in Michigan and he really came to Michigan to be in the community. I think somehow he heard about it. I think, you know, he, as, as many men did at the time, like uh, joined the brotherhood. Uh, I don't know what year it would have been, but um, he was a young, probably like mid twenties, late twenties at the time. So he came to Michigan really because he, wanted to start and start anew and be part of the community mm-hmm. and um he did a lot of translating uh into spanish um for like different prophecies and, and things like wow. that and um 
and I've heard him tell the story of how like there were many prophecies about people coming from across the world to join communities. And he was yeah. like, I'm one of those people. You know, I came, you know, not only Aww. did he come from out of state, um, but also from a different country, yeah. Um, yeah. country of origin. So then they, my parents really met. They have just such a whirlwind of a story. They met because Tom Monahan somebody of translating and needed a translator for a trip that he was taking to Honduras. My mom at the time, I think she was like the first, I actually think it was kind of impressive. She was like the first female city planner. And I think it was oh, wow. Sudapa, or San Pedro Sula, I think one of those two big cities in Honduras. And so for women you know, uh, city planners. And so there's a Honduran community that my mom was part of, which is very different from the community out here from her telling. But it was like a picture at my parents' house of like, my dad and mom kind of like leaning over these like blueprints of Domino's farm. Oh, um, wow. And like my dad would like forget to translate back to Tom and just like keep talking to my mom. Oh. Um, and so like kind of Tom like saw it and really played matchmaker for them. Um, so so really it, it just kind of their whole story was very, yeah, very sweet, very like yeah. no pressure um, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. to, to follow up with that romance. Um, sorry, mom and dad. Just this international um, love story yeah. <laughs> first. And like, can you, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And community was like a huge part of of them meeting and yeah. finding each other right. and and being able to have international relationship mm-hmm. um and it was a big part of i think what made them so i guess i came into community with this kind of like a replacement for um family because all of our family was far away yeah and it was just me and my brother um we couldn't really create like a lot of the families within covering community and and like all of the things that they're involved with are like larger uh, families and we had just like this little family and we didn't have like the extended family nearby so community was supposed to be and we were they were specifically involved with the word of god mm-hmm. kind of naturally stopped going over the years bit by bit um stopped like associating super closely they had some negative experiences of their own and yeah. um but yeah, I was like, it kind of supposed to be the stand-in for family. And when that starts to fall apart, I you know I get why people talk about the split as a divorce. And there's like right. trauma around it. And it's hard to right, talk yeah. about the details and remember the details. And people think right. about the details very differently. Because yeah. it's this thing that people, um, I mean, I, I feel like I know so many stories of parents um, who joined it, who came out of like legitimate like really legitimized cults or came out of really isolated periods right. of life or came out of their own divorces or came out of which isn't mm-hmm. to say like I don't mean to make some sort of statement about that one way or another but it was like finding a family or a, a really intense like everyone is this way like, there's a, a really clear path to acceptance like you, you follow yeah, right. the structure you do these things you're accepted you are in and now you have family again Totally. Yeah. Hmm. And I, you know, so yeah, that was, anyway, so that yeah. was my, uh, coming, coming into it. And I did a lot of, um, uh, through the years I did a lot of, um, I joined a lot of groups that were kind of like we've talked, we've talked about before this, like auxiliary or, or similar that came mm-hmm. out of Word of God, whether it was like the renewal ministries thing or girls camp or the Catholic church that was birthed out of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, or the homeschooling groups, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think it yeah. exists because of the whole culture, the whole campus. Yeah, I, uh, I noticed that because there are so many auxiliary groups of it in, like, different branches of, you know, schools and um, things that came out of it, it makes it hard to untangle what was community and what was, like, Catholicism or, um, you know, evangelicalism. Is that a word? Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> sure. Yeah. sure. And, uh, but... Yeah, so when you look back on, like, your experience of community, what what are some of the main things that stand out to you in your experience? Wow, yeah, that's a great question. I think um, one of the biggest things that stands out is the entire culture that it was. Like, leaving that culture was, like, being a cultural – I don't mean to, like, co-opt the experience of someone who is an immigrant, such as my parents, because that's really intense, but it was, like, being, like, a cultural – 
immigrant. Like you, you, I didn't know what anyone was talking about half the time, you know, in high school as I started to meet and like went to Washington Community College for high school. I still don't really get like sexual innuendos when people make them. Like I like had to learn like that we were in such a like protected little world, like slang. I didn't know cultural elements, especially being homeschooled and with other covenant community type kids and other families who did this, it wasn't like there was exposure to a different culture within homeschooling. Um, there's like maybe one family that's part of this massive, like very large mm-hmm. homeschool group. And I know that you're yeah. in them as well. I did two yep. of them. And still yeah. in all of that, it was all people who were associated or related with or had very similar lives yeah. to this covenant community lifestyle. So it was like from school to church, to prayer meetings, to camps, it was a very specific language and culture and how to how to think how to pray how to make decisions what you could consume like music there's like christian music yeah um, oh, yeah like that like we and it was like all very like within like the worship practice mm-hmm. it wasn't like it wasn't even like just music that is like christiany it was like no this is like very, for us it's very like, worship oriented music mm-hmm. yeah the whole you're just totally which for me it was a big deal on a few levels totally encapsulated um mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. this culture and it's like not knowing anyone outside of it and the outside world being so it was like being it was like it makes me think of you know uh slightly more contentious uh series of books that follow some witches and wizards throughout the world and <laughs> like, it feels like you were like living this like muggle yeah like, Harry yeah. Potter reality but like if you but we were like we were like you know Gryffindor and if you left it's not just that you're gonna like join Slytherin you're gonna be with like the Dursleys you're gonna yeah Yeah. out there in the world it's like muggles you know yeah (laughs) like oh my god it's so bad out there it's like very much (laughs) um I think in for I guess I'll say specifically for me, like that was very hard um, as like a, a gay person within this, and there I felt very early on like a, like a, a sense of deep foreboding about life. I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is gonna be bad. Like this Aww. is not gonna be good. Yeah. Like this is gonna be rough here because as I started like you know when I was like very very low, I would maybe articulate one or two things, um, and like there that I, I guess I'll tell kind of my it seems to fit in here moment of when as a very young person I like realized that something was going to be rough and yeah. I was I I'll go into it like briefly here but I remember I was like all my friends were starting to ask about your favorite Disney prince and oh. I was like I don't get it like you know, like we we're like, kind of at that yeah. phase like what's Disney prince of Dume? which like questionable that that was like so popular yeah. in our conversation <laughs> we were little like we were still playing dress up you know like so I, I don't know what yeah. age frame that is but we we're like playing dress up and like talking about your favorite disney prince and i was like i don't i don't get it and i started to like notice like all the princesses and princes matching off and i was like oh oh yeah. i don't get it this yeah. is not good that i don't get it because that's what all oh, of these no. movies are yeah and all of my friends are t- like starting to talk about like this is not there's something wrong here and I'm kind of like I had this like legacy of asking my friends at a young age like what do you, like what do you mean you like Aragorn versus Elijah Wood? Yeah. That was another <laughs> cultural thing we were allowed to watch. And yeah. Watch that. I was like, oh Why aren't we gosh. talking about like Liv Tyler and Kate Blanchett? Like, I don't know. <laughs> right. Right. Like, so <laughs> um. So, uh, but so like at a very early age, I was like, oh, this is like complete. Like I'm worried here. Like something's mm. up. I don't understand. And I figured out what I was going to do, which is I was going to marry a princess. And I was like, suddenly this like cloud of like, this is bad, just like went away. And I, I remember just feeling like I started or like I had like a pink princess and a purple princess and they get married. And then again, like this is my little imaginary oh, world. Yeah, this is yeah. like I wanted to play this game with my friends, but I knew it wasn't quite right. And so I started yeah. organizing all my stuff in like pink and purple. And oh. I was like, oh, this is so fun. Like, it's going to be okay. We have, like, the pink yeah. princess. And, like, it's fine. Life is going to be okay. And I started, like, like the pink princess was, like, the one in the castle who was doing the war plans and, like, infrastructure planning and, like, accounting. <laughs> and the, 
purple princess was like the like she'd go to the hospitals and the orphanages and she oh was like and i had this like whole thing i was like it's gonna be okay like i love but, yeah. work this is yeah. great yeah. and i finally got the courage to like tell my mom i was like i'm so happy everything makes sense again i'm gonna be okay and i like go tell my mom and she was actually very sweet and she's like oh like that's very sweet rena and you know i don't want to i don't want to make you feel bad i don't want to embarrass you but like that's not how it works and again this cloud of like darkness just like boom i was like what do you mean like i remember feeling like my heart start beating and like my mouth go dry and i was like what do you mean that's not how it works like this thing i was starting to realize like pants again yeah like, well just so you know you know princess marry princesses like dads marry moms it's you know men and women you can't marry you know i know you like all your girlfriends and you know you like girly stuff but you, you know that's just not how it works and i remember like the yeah. tears welling up and she was like so you don't have to cry don't be embarrassed it's okay to still keep playing just know just keep that in the back of your mind like she was pretty yeah. chill about it which yeah. i appreciate yeah and i wish she could not have possibly known it was well within this context of like no this was like saving me from right feeling really dark about life right, and, and i feel right. like that is when like i started having sleep issues and i started having anxiety attacks very secretly mm-hmm. very quietly in the background um and of course like i was young enough this is like hard it's hard to pinpoint a time but i was definitely still age appropriate to be doing the dress up and like the imaginary thing yeah um anyway it's like that like that for me is important because well it's important but also I, there was no like I very quickly developed a sense that, like, I was bad without even really hearing it. Like, I couldn't ever right. tell you, like, this was the homily. And this was, and it, that right. sense really developed over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I started to be able to point to specific, you know, talks and homilies and yeah, things people right, said and, sure. and so forth. Um, but there was no, again, there was, like, no other option. There was, like, no other world that I saw. Like, I invented it for myself, but there was, like, I was, like, this is it. This is life. And there's no, there's no other option other than that. Oof. I'm wrong, and I don't get it. And my life is going to be, like, I didn't think that there were other gay people in the world. And, like, I think a lot of people yeah. think that, like, yeah. when they're very young, depending yeah. on their environment. Like, I didn't think, like, I thought it was just, it was just that. It was just me. Um and I was going to be, be in this world that was very intensely against it, and that there was not another option. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so so within the like very intense, like I do appreciate, like I feel like I was taught how to be sisters with people, mm-hmm. and I loved that, and I didn't ever want to give that up. Like I loved being able to like have a sisterly bond with any other little girl who was into something that you were into, and yeah. I feel like I was taught how to show up and support and extend a sense of family to other people at the same time it's like mad clicky you know? <laughs> it's like just yeah. crazy uh intense on how you have to do it a certain way right um, right be a certain way and beyond that click it's very bad out there and there's like evil people who will not respect you who will reject you for being christian or what have right. you that was very much Teaching. So when someone says like community, that that memory of you know me incidentally trying to come out to my mom is like actually one of the first things that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Like the, I remember how isolating that was and how isolating that would be for a very long time. Yeah. And the idea of an escape or a world beyond it yeah. was just it, I didn't have it for a very long time. Yeah. And that it was so beautiful and utopian to be in this like just huge click just this right. huge utopian community world and people really did show up for each other and yeah. like there are like certain I guys remember it it's like if you ever went to a bridal shower or a baby shower even as a young kid things are just done a certain way like there's yeah. always gonna yeah. be a certain kind of quiche there's yeah. always certain <laughs> kind of like colors and like lasagnas. lighting yeah. people wore lasagnas yeah. yeah people wore very similar clothing yeah. like you could always knew what to expect it was mm-hmm. always like this like curated experience mm-hmm. and then in a women's group and in a small group and in um prayer groups like you could always like count on these really intense emotional spiritual experiences that were just like mad bonding yeah, yeah. like so crazy bonding and and that was like just the utopian experience of it was 
devastating for me on the one hand yeah. and continue to be devastating and also just like addictive mm -hmm. and like just really, really powerful to feel um, that you had the secret language and the secret code and you were all like part of this little Jedi group of spiritual warriors and you're all bonded together and you're all going to show up for each other all the yeah. time. So those, that's, I don't know, that's obviously very jumbled. Yeah. But Somewhere where you can are... belong. Yeah. 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 Very intensely. <laughs> yeah. 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 I like, um, yeah. I like too the emphasis that you're putting on like how big it was because I think sometimes when I think about or talk about growing up like sheltered, like the words we use are like sheltered or in a bubble or in a fishbowl, like yeah. they make you think of this really small thing. But it was, you're right. I mean, it was huge. It was like we had very. You couldn't even know everybody in it. Yeah. We had very like. <laughs> full enriched lives of you know schools and social things and sports yeah. and music and you know yeah, all of yes. these things that oh my like, gosh that soccer that soccer yeah. uh Oakbrook soccer yeah, and soccer volleyball group. and yes. yeah Pirates volleyball yeah volleyball yes oh my gosh I forgot we did that volleyball together yep yep <laughs> I think I have a picture I'll have to send it to you. <laughs> um, oh my god, I would love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, so yeah. I think that's that's cool to kind of think about and remember and to do a little bit of reframing there of, you know, I think now that we are, I don't know, quote, out in the real world or whatever, sometimes we feel like we missed a lot or we didn't i feel anyway i should speak for myself like if people are talking about Absolutely. nickelodeon yeah. shows or whatever I, like, I was gonna say no cultural references i've been catching up on cultural references for five just six years still. like taking so in years. so much <laughs> yeah no yeah i was just gonna say like reframing that sometimes like i remember one day i my boyfriend made like some musical reference i didn't understand from the 90s and then i was like wait a minute you don't know any of the music I listen to like you don't know my shows you don't know like <laughs> let's listen yeah. to this because <laughs> yeah so there's funny. a whole world you don't know about too yeah <laughs> oh my God. yeah that's such a good I love that reframe yeah, yeah and it is I 100% sheltered a bubble but it was really mm -hmm. big like I I had like yeah so I guess and I'm trying to um trying to reground my story like back in like the the experience like scary like experiences that I had as like a gay person none of which were positive um like I had other maybe yeah. more positive experiences than community but none of those like I did start like and again I don't want to like co-opt the language of someone who like lived in like a physically abusive situation sure really horrible and uh my heart really breaks for that and is different um I did have like an I did try to plan an escape route um so mm -hmm. this kind of goes into like the second thing that it makes me think of which was like the spiritual Jedi witchcraft <laughs> Jesus-y like yeah. stuff that we yeah. did and like I got very into it and I can like talk about why eventually sure. time here but um I was really for a long time I was very afraid and that, that was like a huge part of my life mm -hmm. and a huge part of me mm -hmm. like I was not someone who like stayed in the background I was like I wanted to be I was 100% a Jesus freak and I wanted to be so yeah. good at all the spiritual yeah. stuff and at giving those gifts and at being the one to yeah. lead, lead prayer meetings and lead small mm -hmm. groups and pray over mm -hmm. people and give prophecies and give healings. And part of that was because of a lot of fear that I was going to get kicked out. Sure. So, and that fear originated when I was pretty young. I was very afraid. I was and like, it's funny because I, again, took so long to come out to myself and I didn't know what I was or what was happening and also had some things that I was very specifically clear on. I was very afraid that one of the adults with their superpowers would pray over me and like scan me and like figure out that I was like a bad apple. Oh, wow. Like it was like my way that I was thinking about it. Like yeah. I don't work in this. Like I'm, I would never have said I'm gay. But, like, right. I knew that the way that I thought about men and women, well, I was like, it's just as wholesome as anybody else, yeah. but it's wrong. Like yeah. it's incorrect. I'm coming to the incorrect conclusion. Mm. Not like doing anything weird. Yeah. You know, saying like if they're all obsessed with the prince, then I can be sometimes thinking about marrying yeah, a princess, yeah, right? <laughs> um, and but it's like the wrong, it's the wrong outcome. And so something of like I'm bad because I didn't even, I just don't get like this is just how I am. Um, so I was terrified that they'd like pray over me and like figure it out and yeah. kick me out and like tell me I couldn't be part of 
community and like the family like i didn't for a second think my family would be able to protect me i was like mm. oh my family is gonna kick me out oh, it must have been so scary and all the people that i knew and all the places i think it was yeah and i don't know like like i don't know that other people had that conclusion who are similar but yeah. i sure did i was like they're gonna pray over me they're gonna figure out that i'm like something went wrong with me yeah and they're they're gonna have to tell me to leave mm. like they just have to it's not that they want to right they have right because that's somehow i knew that that's the rule and they have to follow mm -hmm. the rules and so they will have to kick me out i was like well i could walk to this friend's house but she was in community wow i know this other friend i could walk to her house her family was in community so i was like well where do i go at like the phone numbers i had memorized the people who i knew to call the people who i could walk to their house we're all in community yeah or like in something mm -hmm. i mean they're all in right. religious community and also other auxiliary community you know groups wow. um so i like i was like what do i do you know like, what do i where do i go and i had like a little like i knew that there's like a youth center somewhere in ipsy i was like i bet i can like ask someone to send me to the youth center oh, wow. <laughs> like, that would be better than like the government taking me oh, and like, like that was like my plan yeah I, like, I think i'm too young for a youth center i think that that's for, like high schoolers but like maybe they'll let me in oh. like i like legitimately like i thought about this enough that it's a clear memory that i like, yeah. tried to like figure out where that youth center was and like i remember like asking my mom about it because like i gotta have a plan wow. here they're gonna pray over me oh. and kick me out and eventually i kind of grew that evolves mm -hmm. into other feelings of repression and, and et cetera. But one thing, like that, just that's like a very specific way that the spiritual giftings impact. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to like think of something specific for this podcast. Um, and I also very much tried to be very good at the stuff that would make me not get kicked mm -hmm. out. And I had like a natural, charismatic, and a few different uses of the word, like penchant and mm -hmm. like intuitive knack um and very like I, I was obsessed i was deeply committed mm. to being really good yeah. at the things that validate community like if you have the gift of tongues or right. if you are giving prophecies that validates the existence of this charismatic renewal mm. that validates the validity of the charismatic experience within community and just in general yeah, yeah. um so i got i got i went I, I can so in. relate to all of that. Tell me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I felt very similarly in the ways of like, I didn't know if they would be able to see the thoughts that I was having, but I, I definitely remember thinking that like they would intuit them for sure because yes. the, it was very yeah. powerful. Like, and it was so deeply like, it was such a deep kind of connection like your you know their hands are on you and they're praying over you and you can feel that energy transfer and it felt very powerful so i ended up thinking myself in circles just in case somebody was reading my mind so i ended up yes like, i did the same really thing. yeah but i also had the same thing of i want i wanted to be so good at it and like i did speak in tongues and i i I was a small group leader. I was praying over people and like it felt so good to try to use that for good. Yeah, to just try to be like really involved so that I I could tell myself I was good. And I didn't I didn't really have a finger yeah. on on how I felt different at that point, but I uh, yeah, anyway, I can just really relate mm -hmm. to what you're saying. Um and I'm curious if you're interested yeah. or if you're uh willing to talk about it a little bit like what the psychological effects maybe of like going from community to the real world <laughs> supposedly um because mm. i still look for those connections i know that like i'm still yeah. looking for energy transfers yeah. that are that intense and so that's why i go to yeah. like theater that's why i love like yeah. um yeah just intensity still um so i'm just curious mm -hmm. if you had any similar um like if you're still looking for that in any way Right. God, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that story. Uh, I love that <laughs> connection. We're, uh, Sorry, I know I kind of took it on a different um, road. <laughs> no, I was I was really hoping you would. Um, so I didn't want to like, tell you to, but I'm, I'm super glad that, that you shared that. Cool. Yeah, I, lo I love that question. I think I think I've gone through some different phases. And I'm, I'm trying to think of like where I am now compared to some of the different phases I've gone through in regards to how 
these really intense spiritual connections affected my relationships uh, moving forward. I think a few things I would say are, one, if I didn't have, with, with with what was at stake in becoming a like poster child um, of the charismatic renewal giftings. Uh, I mm-hmm. didn't give myself a lot of opportunity to be like a kid in a mm-hmm. emotional, mental way of I'm going to let adults look out for me. I was like, no, I need to be really good at spiritual warfare, which is yeah. a really oh, dark yeah. thing yes. to try to be good at um, uh, what like, and I don't, yeah without like uh, opening that can of worms entirely like it's, it can be kind of mature content and I like again naturally went after it and felt like I really needed to be good at it and also had yeah. huge anxiety and a huge amount of nightmares I would just a lot of inner turmoil <laughs> and the response I would get from family and and the little that I would talk about with other leaders was like very spiritual warfare oriented it was like well you are yeah. being you know, oppressed, like you're like, it's almost yeah. like you think of a germ like coming into your body and you can't control. And other people have like germs that they can send into your body and bad germs can come into your body and good germs can come into your body. And there's like a constant, like it was really, again, with using language that, that works in other contexts maybe a bit better, but it felt very violating. And like, yeah. I was like, oh, I have to get good at this or I'm going to be getting like attacked yeah, <laughs> by right, the right. powers that be all the time. So I didn't really let myself on, on a mental or emotional level, like I had to be the pro all the time. I had to be really yeah. good at protecting myself and other people. Mm-hmm. And um, in this like spiritual or like molecular way. Yeah. So I think something that's been hard for me is taking the, the gas off of that and, and off of that pedal yeah. and be like, no, like look for places where people want to give to you and be mm-hmm. comfortable receiving um versus trying to always be like some sort of i don't know uh intense machine of like i I mean i feel like i'm naturally inclined to be a protector but like like on a spiritual and emotional and psychological level i feel like i'm always trying to like help protect people from Hmm. trauma from themselves from whatever like i kind of carried that sense yeah. forward and that has been just a really big deal <laughs> to try yeah. and I, I think it's called codependent in some you know context <laughs> I think people would say sure. <laughs> like always trying to like support someone else yeah. um so that's been huge to to learn to grow away from that has been a really really big deal and I think you know I think yeah. right after kind of leaving more fully like I kind of left in phases um I like really looked for like in my my earlier mid phases, I really looked for like little groups of people that had this really intense connection together. Like I looked for like little like church groups, pockets. small group, prayer group yeah. pockets. Yeah, and then that kind of I guess I, I wish like chosen family can be just as complex and unforgiving as biological family. <laughs> like mm-hmm. um, like yeah. it's not all it's not like all sunshine and like it takes a long time. I think to find groups of people or individuals. And I've also always had friends in like many, many different groups. Like at the same time, like when I was in community, I didn't stay in one clique as much as a lot of other people did, which I think Mm -hmm. really helped me like making friends. And when I did get to high school and then when I did get to college, I tried to make friends and do a lot of things, which I think eventually helped me see that it was, there was a world beyond community and they loved me and respected me um, for who I was. So I think, I've kind of oscillated in the extremes of looking for intense little groups and then feeling like I want nothing to do with an intense group. I want nothing to do with, and like I've had a hard time getting into mindfulness, which is now a significant part of my life um, Mm -hmm. because I was like, oh, it's going to be like prayer. Nothing like prayer. (laughs) Absolutely resonate with that. (laughs) (laughs) Meditation, A, not creepy. B, not witchcraft. not anything like prayer opposite of so it took me a long time to open up to you know like sometimes I'll see like when I think of like people all having a hobby and doing something together I have like a knee-jerk reaction I'm like oh no I don't want to do that um or I think you know for a long time when I thought about like meditation 
I was like, oh no, don't, I don't want to go back into that because I it was so like exploitative, like to be in that group as like a young person. It was like, what can, ask not what community can do for you, <laughs> ask what yeah. you can do, you know, <laughs> to support this thing. And I was like, I don't, yeah, yeah I don't want to get, I don't want to get sucked into that sort of dynamic again. So I have, I feel like and at times, Jackie, I absolutely have been through like years where I experienced what you're saying. And then I flipped mm -hmm. and experienced the opposite. And like, if it has to do with any sort of intense emotional, spiritual connection, I want nothing to do with it. Interesting. And I don't want anything to do with like small groups. So I think at this point in my life, I've balanced out. Thank you. Yeah. You, yeah. What you said too. Yeah. Okay. I think at this point <laughs> in my life, I've balanced out where I feel like I've like explored different spiritual practices. I've explored mindfulness. I've explored like it's become fun again. Like I started to feel safe Good. Mm -hmm. in my own skin in a way that I have not. Um, so yeah, so I think at this point I'm like, like you know, testing the waters for, for different things and kind of coming out of that, um, as, as we speak, but yeah, it must feel like really freeing to be able to do that without the cloud you were talking about earlier, you know, like yeah, oh, that point. you can kind of have a little bit of both, like you can hold them both at the same time, having that like sense of belonging and relationships and everything and not have to worry about you know this cloud or being kicked out or you know it can be just sort of for you who you are you know yeah yeah, yeah absolutely for sure I um again I think when I came out it was so like in every cell of my being and I had a girlfriend I'd come out to like my gay friends and, like or two of them like no one else and I dated someone who um, I finally really, I was like 25, 26, maybe 26, 26. Um, so a little bit later for me, and I mm -hmm. finally like just word vomited. And he was like a bit gender unconforming and he would share really openly about his experience. And I mm -hmm. finally was just like, ugh, like word vomited everything that I'd been holding in for so long. And he was like, you know, you might never want to put a label on it. But one day you might, if you ever do want to put a label on it, I just, I got to tell you, what you just told me is not straight. And he was like so sweet and like gentle about it. And from Aww. then on, I was like, oh my God, maybe like, you know, I, I kind of, I was like, I'm not straight, but I don't think I'm gay enough to be gay. Now I know there's yeah. like a lot of repression. Um, right, right. And like wow. compulsory need to try to, I was like, if I like thought a guy was interesting, I'd be like, oh my God, like him, like him now. Like, this is your chance. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So I think, you know, um, so anyway, I guess what I'm trying to like build context towards was um, to what you were speaking to, Evie, like I uh, still in like still having had positive reinforcement, having a girlfriend, seeing queer community, meeting people, having like lived in the world for a, a, a yeah. little bit, still felt like when I come out, I'm going to be alone. I'm gonna die alone. I'm gonna be on a fringe of society. I'm gonna have a shit life. Like all of that stuff was really, like, in me. Even though I had so much evidence against it. Yeah. So it took yeah. some time. Um. And I'm very like, at, even when I came out, and certainly before then, I never would have believed that I would have as much like joy in my life mm -hmm. as I do, and as many yeah. friends. Like not to be like, I have so many friends. Like as much friendship and like <laughs> yeah. yeah and like you know like I can meet people like there's this huge family of LGBTQ mm -hmm. yeah community out there in the world and like they mm -hmm. respect where like wherever you come from everyone has really unique experiences and everyone's yeah. unique experiences are respected I just wonder what it was like for you going from that I mean I'm sure it took a long time and I know you said it did um but going from thinking you were the only one who's having all these thoughts to discovering this worldwide, for lack of a better word, community of people yeah. who, yeah. <laughs> who like yeah. have similar experiences and similar thoughts as you, um, yeah. was that, was that like ever shocking at all? Or was it always just exciting? Shocking. Definitely. And I think yeah. what you said earlier, that there's something you said earlier that I, I resonate with kind of along with these lines and are kind of speaking to like the psychological impact is I think I took the it's like I felt very much like I'm way too femme for anyone to like care about me within the queer community like you know like oh, wow. uh, yeah like, uh, like I just don't I still don't belong and I still don't mm -hmm. check off the right boxes 
Um, and I walk into like a gay bar and nobody knows like what to do with me necessarily, which was like a little, like not wrong. And there's like a whole yeah. a lot of blogs on that. Like that's uh, very much an experience. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I was like, ah, oh, it's like the same thing as like the church experience or the community experience. Like I mean more if I'm like linked arms with someone mm. who's more masculine than I am. Um, mm. But I think also like I brought a lot of that in to the story. Like I felt like, mm. Like, my framing was if my boxes aren't checked off of who I am, like, if the boxes, whoa, <laughs> words, again, I, the framing I brought into it was I have to check off so many boxes with who I am. Like, who I am has to check off these boxes. Like, yeah. I can get a haircut. I can get a tattoo. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. who I am has to be a certain way or I don't belong. Mm-hmm. And it took some time to, like, reframe that into actually – you do because you're you, you yeah know, like right um right. like i was like i don't like i don't dress gay enough it's like no just however you dress is gay enough because you yeah. are and like you yeah. are enough as you are and you are the right kind of gay as you are and, like same kind of fears that i yeah. had before of i'm not gonna like i need to be the right kind of charismatic i need to be the right kind of accept like who i am has to fit this group in a particular way and we didn't fit yeah, the group right. also because we were not like American. Like we didn't eat the right food and we didn't, yeah. like, I just had a lot of different ways that I didn't feel like I fit. And I just mm. carried that with me for sure um, yeah. for a few years um, into, into being out of the mm-hmm. closet and out of that large bubble um, <laughs> itself. Uh, and I think eventually I started just to really just to start to see things differently. And and I mean, that's even recent, like in the past yeah. year, like, no, no, no. Like, and I think it gave me the confidence to do that, to say, no, it, like who you are, which is so funny. Cause I remember this like being like a Pine Hills girls camp, like mantra, yeah. like who you are is enough. I'm like, yeah. 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 That's awesome. yeah. <laughs> I actually, that's just, I just laughed because I was literally telling my, that to myself the other day. Cause I have similar thoughts even currently of like you know I'm I'm not in the binary but I am definitely a lot more femme like I use she they pronouns Mm -hmm. and so I'm still doesn't really feel like I fit in but like I should just like I am enough and I just let because I was thinking back to that and I was remembering at Pine Hills like they gave us little cards you are enough yeah and I was like (laughs) Okay, well, thank you, Pine Hills. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want that to be implied no, in this right. scenario, but, but that's how I take, take it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So the irony. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it. Oh yeah. my goodness. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. I, I'm so glad to hear you oh, share yeah. that as well. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. I, yeah, I feel like some of the stuff that um, Pine Hills, the the girls camp that came out of real ministries that came mm-hmm. out of word of god um and there's a boys camp as well uh and like the things i was taught within um the uh word of god like mission christ youth group that i did and within just kind of the general zeitgeist of, of that community that they taught Mm-hmm. was that you would be persecuted and rejected and that people would not respect you um, because of um, because of your belief in Christ. And I guess, Jackie, uh, this story answers your question as well. And I wonder if you've had any experiences with, with what you studied that are similar. I'd love to hear if you do. Um, mm-hmm. in, it was actually like late high school, and this also happened in college. But late high school, I did. I went to like WTMC. So I took a bunch of like community colleges as a high school student, and I took all the lit classes I could, like just every single one. And I took this one particular multicultural lit class, um, which I was really um, multicultural children's book lit class, which is really moving for me because at the time I thought I wanted to be a teacher. I am multicultural, like, and I asked mm-hmm. a lot of questions and I brought a lot of things up, and I remember being really nervous that what I said was not going to align. And later mm-hmm. on in college, mm-hmm. like there's, I had a phase where I definitely like argued, like I was like the obnoxious Jesus freak who argued points that did not need to be argued about, <laughs> like, and, and like tried to like prove Christianity with like everything I said. So I was just like two semesters and then I like ch- changed. Wow. Um, <laughs> teachers supported me in that. And I yeah. cannot believe that I was, anyway, so 
in uh, <laughs> high school in this particular class. It was before that phase, and I was like, I don't know, people are gonna like not like what I say because what if it sounds really Christiany and like sheltered? And I hmm. one day my professor pulled me aside and she's like, Hey, you're really smart. You love this stuff. I can tell that you love this. And whenever you talk, it brings something good to the class. You don't have to apologize after you say something. You often will like backtrack what you said after you said it. I'm gonna like cry right now. Like you don't have to backtrack it. You're smart. You're a great student. You're very passionate about this. And when you talk, even if I disagree or if I don't have an answer to your question, we're all learning together. We're all deconstructing, you know, we're all deconstructing together. And that's okay. And I really like it when you talk, even if you feel like, you know, it's weird or like she, I mean, she could, you know, she's a teacher. She like, she got it. And she's like, please just continue talking in class. You don't have to apologize and you don't have to fit in with everything that you say. So she was like showing me. I'm respect gonna cry. <laughs> what I was taught. Yeah, right? She like, showed me respect for what I was taught I would not be respected for. And she was showing me that yeah. my thoughts were valid when I was taught my thoughts were, were, I think, within community for me. It was very much like, again, like you, you really have to think a certain way. You have to let God lead your thinking. And God has to be the thing that you make your decisions up against, not your own yeah. thoughts. Right. Um, you know, less of me, more of you. Like, really, like when you hear it in a different way it's like you can't unhear it like it's kind of scary it's to think that a little that. damaging yeah yeah it's a little much it's a little much so damaging yeah yeah, for yes, sure. not so just hearing that i mean yeah no i appreciate your, your language <laughs> just a wee bit just a tiny bit <laughs> maybe a little i don't know <laughs> yeah maybe like whoa um <laughs> so hearing her and i had other you know professors kind of in, in different ways going through different phases have, mm-hmm. have to say similar things again i was very very in, in that world um so that was a huge moment for me to think that oh my gosh like my thoughts and my person and my thinking and my ideas are good and bring something good into like intellectually mentally i'm allowed to talk and i'm allowed to think and it brings something good into the world um so that was huge for me and and connecting with other people and connecting with the outside world and weaving. And I think that's like a huge, it was a huge challenge for me um, to think that like, this is what I think makes sense. And this is what I think and who I am and the fact that I come from this background or you know, even as I've changed, will I be respected? And I mm-hmm. found, yeah, people respected me who were my peers. People didn't try to convince me not to go to church. They just asked me questions. People were sometimes fascinated. I had friends who were like, I want to go to church with you when I did that every Sunday. And mm-hmm. um, I found just where I thought I was very much like in my being to think that I would be rejected. The only people rejecting me were the ones that were teaching me that I would be rejected. <laughs> right. Um, right. Yeah. And like, like it prepared me to leave them um, hmm. and to bear their judgment and their critical eyes. And, you know, I knew as soon as people knew that I was gay, that that makes you a threat. And those were stories yes. that I can certainly point a finger to of, you know, gay people are a threat and gay people are going to manipulate you. And I had friends who'd be like, oh, well, if you're going to be friends with her, like, be careful because she's gay. Like, it was, and I was, and I wow. knew that that was yeah. about me. Um, hmm. So, I don't know, just, just yeah. coming out and, and knowing that, like, there are so many people out here in the world who, I guess, to anyone listening to this who needs to hear it, like, you will find much more respect than you think than you've been taught out here in the world and seeing that and getting that from jobs that I had and teachers that I had was huge and was a huge healer to this very scathing like yeah crevasse of a psychological wound you know that like how you think and how you function is bad and it's also bad Mm -hmm. if you leave and if you do leave, you're gonna. It's also gonna be bad. And and right. in fact, I found a lot of healing from the outside world. I yeah, found a lot yeah. of support from yeah. the outside world. And I found a lot of I'm love so from the outside world. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that that was answering a question. Really. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That brought me back to to something you said at the beginning um, of this, where you were talking about how how people talk about people who have left, um, and that there's this idea that like. They might think they're happy, but they're not. And they're always going to mm-hmm. be missing something. And um, I really hear that in your story of, like, there is joy in being gay and there's respect and love in the world. And, like, 
I am happy and it's okay if other people think that that's not true happiness because it's enough that you are happy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, yeah, I like really wish someone, I really, the only access to that thought process that I had, I actually like when I was getting ready to like come out to my community friends, I like binged mm-hmm. Ellen DeGeneres when like she first oh. came out. I just like studied, like I went on YouTube and watched all her stuff. And like, oh. yeah, I mean, she got destroyed. She went on these yeah, like, she talk did. shows. People were like yelling at her from the audience. Um, and like sobbing, like they were so offended by her existence. And someone's like, well, why do you have to talk about your sexuality? I don't talk about mine. And she goes, because it's okay for you to get married. It's not okay. Like, and it's okay for you to have this hetero life. And for us, people tell us that it's not okay. And I'm here to tell people it is okay. It is okay to Mm. be gay. And I just like, just like, just started sobbing. And like, anyway, I could like, that's like a whole other thread to go down but but anyway so like I think hearing I yeah I think it I would love to be someone who lost um that way of thinking in that life and all of those groups who can also say it is okay it yeah. is okay to be yeah. gay and you can yeah. be happy and there is yeah. great joy and family and friendship and fun and ups and downs and you will not die alone and you can find someone and yeah. who, who matches you out in the LGBTQ plus world and it's okay if you don't know which label you are. You're you're gay enough if you feel like you are. You don't have to prove it. Like the most gay mm-hmm. thing is to feel like you're not gay enough. Like, that is, <laughs> like you're not gay unless you've questioned whether or not you're gay enough at some point. Like that's like no matter how whatever where on the Sorry. spectrum you fall. Um, like that's so real for for this community, and that's okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. People can believe that. I don't have joy and that's fine. Um, I, sh- I sure do. And I think that there's, I think that there's, um, you know, even if like I was broke and cold in the streets of, I don't know, Chicago, I don't know why I picked Chicago, New York, I'm thinking <laughs> like a windy cold, cold city. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, didn't have a lot of friends. Like I'd be telling the truth about yeah, right. who I am. And, and I that's would be so much that's, to yeah. do as a person. Like I feel like that's yeah. one of the hardest things to do as a person is to just be authentic and be yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah, and it's worth it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I appreciate you coming on and being your true authentic self and sharing that. With us. It's really <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it cool so much. Yeah. yeah, this was amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I hope I answered like questions that were community oriented enough i feel like I oh my gosh about. yeah yeah no absolutely you were great was Perfect. there anything else that you wanted to talk about if before we wrap up um yeah i think i i think the main thing i wanted to say i just just now said um not the main thing i like i was like the like one thing i want to say before closing of just encouragement to anyone who's in some sort of you know family situation or community situation where the spiritual reality or the emotional reality is so intense um, yeah. that it teaches you that you know you're you're not going to be okay uh, that you are and that we've done it you know yeah. uh, the three of us have done it you know and I know some of us have done it within the LGBTQ community and mm-hmm. uh, you can too um, I think maybe um i appreciated what you were saying about spiritual warfare and the like good germs and bad germs Mm -hmm. and i wonder if it would be helpful to um talk about that a little bit more like what is spiritual warfare in the way that is talked about in community because i think that's one of those things that is not very um widely known yeah like in in circles outside of it i think that is a shocking phrase to people <laughs> yeah you're right exploring you're what right. that is a little more might be helpful yeah great thanks for bringing that up I'd meant, yeah i like meant to explain that as i talked about it i just like went for it um yeah and it's something that it's taken me years to be able to talk about like it is like the part of that story that was one of the biggest pieces for me and like also mm-hmm. the one i do i have struggled to talk about the most because it's so <laughs> bizarre yeah um yeah no pressure. So, you don't yeah, have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> here, here I am. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, 
The idea of spiritual warfare is that, so certainly there's a spiritual reality and like the Holy Spirit, I, I would say is maybe the preface to all of us in that, you know, the experience of Christ and having a personal relationship with Christ and certainly within the charismatic renewal, the whole premise is that the Holy Spirit came, as you guys talked about, mm -hmm. and can come to you in a room and to a lot of people all at the same time and create these really intense spiritual, almost supernatural experiences mm -hmm. where you can be sort of transported to another place when you're slain in the spirit. You can have these out-of-body experiences that would help in your spiritual growth. And you might even experience spiritual things, or you would certainly experience a uh, spiritual, I, I, I guess, like energy or connection with the people around you. And when the laying on of hands, there's a transference of their spiritual powers <laughs> and then spiritual mm -hmm. prayer into mm -hmm. you, like into you. Um, and through that, the Holy Spirit comes. Um, and there are also there's also the devil and the devil is very, a very mm -hmm. real entity just as god and the holy spirit are very real entities and demons and angels are very real entities mm -hmm. and then within that spiritual realm there might be um and this is my understanding of it like there might be kind of just maybe not really a demon maybe not really an angel but just like spiritual presences or yeah. realities um forces. that you can experience forces and some of it might be like joy like a spiritual yeah. version of joy. You might be like laughing hysterically at like mm -hmm. a prayer meeting. Um, and some of it might be, um, you know, like a spiritual um, entity of um, a particular sin. Like I remember like praying mm -hmm. over like teens to get like sin out of them because there's like a spiritual entity in them that was leading them to act yeah. in that way. And then there's this idea that there's like a spiritual oppression, which is different than being possessed, but like a bad spirit or an evil spirit or a demonic spirit be following you around in your life and messing mm -hmm. things up for you and leading you right. to behave in ways that are bad and giving you nightmares and making you miserable and anxious and depressed so an immediate response to anxiety or depression within this world is to be prayed over so that the, that spirit leaves you right. versus understanding any sort of chemical imbalance or trauma yeah. impacted yeah. by itself like <laughs> right or I remember I've heard stories of people who, and this is um, probably triggering and, and has to do with sexual assault. I heard stories of people who were experiencing sexual assault or had had experienced had been assaulted, and were prayed over so that like the spirit of sexual assault would leave them because there's like a spirit following mm -hmm. them around that was making men assault them or something like, oh, like, like that was the reaction. So there's like I think that gets into like unbound, which was a whole methodology for this, and like I think this priest wrote this book called Unbound or something. Mm. And so there's intense mm. spiritual workout stuff by just kids. You know, I remember yeah. really intense experiences of witnessing spiritual demonic oppressions and praying over people with really deep issues and also apparently really deep spiritual issues mm -hmm. um, yeah. that like, when we were kids, you know, like, right. Um, right. doing this stuff as kids. And that was like, um, a really big part of certain prayer meetings I went to and uh and et cetera et cetera so um I went to like uh like the I don't remember who but some like the big the big boss leaders would put on these like retreats and like week-long or weekend-long I don't know if they're retreats but like learning I forget what they were called but we'd all mm -hmm. kind of like learn like how to use the yes retreat or there's the yes retreat there was one for like adults to that was like it was just kind of like I, I went to a couple of them they were not christ the king specific and I mean, there's i guess there's a bunch of different buckets of these like sure, similar kinds sure. of retreats yeah. or like evening classes I remember like evening classes that were like teaching you how to use spiritual warfare and how to use different prayers and how to wow. like, your practice it um mm -hmm. um and i like yep that was like a really big part of my story there. Um, yeah. So just, uh, yeah, that's, that's the, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. For... And do you guys want to add to it? I... No, I was going to say thank you for sharing and explaining because I think that was much fuller and more concise than I could have done it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's greatly. Um, did you ever read The Inheritance Cycle? I know that went around community circles. It's Aragon, <sighs> Eldest. It's these books about this dragon rider guy and i remember just looking back on it 
the element that that hooked me onto it was that this main character was building mental strategies around outside forces and he had gifts of telepathy and had to like learn how to block things out of his mind like evil elves would like try to like read his mind and control him and he he, that his whole training was all mental and i just Mm. look back on that i'm like no wonder no wonder we all loved that series like that was what we were doing that's what i was that's what i was doing for sure too yeah absolutely that made me feel things no i did not read that series hearing just hearing you talk about it is like emotional because that was i I remember the the thing i was like the one scene in harry potter where like uh, Snape and Harry are like practicing like what is that even called? Occupancy. Like, yes. Mm, yeah. Yep. That like I was like, oh my gosh, this was like yep. wow. <laughs> this is a lot to watch because I really relate with this sort of practice of keeping something out of your mind and, and with your mm. spirit. And and I remember doing that with other people. Um yeah. too. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah thank yeah. you for for like explaining that. that. I I agree that it's it's a, a big concept to try to explain, and I think you did it wonderfully. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, well, great. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I we covered a lot. Thank you so sure much. Did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope you have a Thank nice, so much, relaxing Lee. day ahead of you. So yeah. You can just decompress. <laughs> A, a lot. lot to dig into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's actually a like gay block party that a few of my friends are putting on, and I'm going to go to that like very oh, shortly. Nice. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was so lovely. Just thank you so much for asking questions and for just letting me word vomit and yeah, um, thank a you. Safe environment. I can't wait to see what you all do with this. Um, yeah. Thanks. Next. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, Yeah. thank you for sharing. It's really amazing. Yeah. I love just feel like everybody has something new to bring to the collective narrative. So that's really awesome. All right. Well, until next time. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Feel free to follow us on Instagram and we will be back soon with another episode. Thank you so much, Rena. This was amazing. Thanks, Rena. Thanks, you guys. Bye, everyone. Bye.